You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. You are listening to the Bus Boss Scottish Football Podcast with me, Hamish Carton. Bit of a depleted cast today in the studio for whatever reasons. A lot of them have bailed on us, notably Callum, Connor, Ross and Lewis all the way. So I am joined in the studio only by Callum Scott and Matt Finlay. But I'm sure what they lack in numbers will make up for in knowledge of the Scottish game. How are you doing, guys? Good, thanks, Hamish. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So what we're going to do in this podcast, we're going to have a wee look back at the midweek games from the Scottish League Cup. There was lots of really good games, actually. In fact, I think we got to six of the eight games between us over the two days, so we did really well. So hopefully we'll be able to um, pass on some of the the knowledge we gained from those games. Uh, We'll then turn our attention to this weekend's football and league football returns. And we will look at the, the big matches, the ones to get excited about and preview them. So we'll just start with the League Cup then, guys, and where, where do you want to start? What was, the, what was the big game if you had to pick one? I think we should probably start in Motherwell, I think. Motherwell, because of Barraclough, yeah, obviously, Barraclough. as well. Yeah, so. So. That would make sense. Uh, I was at Capelo on Tuesday night with Lewis, and uh, it was a really good game. I don't know if you've seen the highlights, guys, but terrific game, end to end stuff. Uh, young boy Samuel for Morton with two goals. First one really well taken, albeit poor defending. Second one again in front of his man and tucked it away. Morton were worthy, worthy winners, to be totally honest. I mean, Motherwell scored with the last <coughs> kick of the game. It was a really strange one. Last kick of the game, Morton fans were getting ready to leave. In fact, a few of the fans where we were had already left the ground at 1-0, so they missed extra time. And extra time, as it turned out, turn, turned out to be the the big talking points on and off the pitch. Off the pitch, I think you've all probably seen the foot, footage of the, the Motherwell fans. Apparently... Going from reports, speaking to a few police officers after the game, between themselves it started and then I think what happened was stewards came over to sort the problem and in fact, unknowingly for them, uh, made it worse. There was that, that kind of, they tried to eject someone and I think with that ultra mentality, it's you, you stand for your mates and you're kind of, they all crowded around and it just created a bit of an unsavoury scene. Also wasn't helped by the fact that Morton scored to go 2-1 up right at that point in time. We were right in the kind of the barrier between the the Morton and Motherwell fans, and um, there was there was a lot of hostility there. I don't know if there's any real history between the clubs, but there seemed to be a bit of hostility. Maybe that's just Morton and any team they play. Uh, but it was it, that was a bit of an ugly ugly bit of the game. But I mean, it wasn't. It was nothing really terrible happened. I think it was just a wee bit of fighting, and I think it was blown out of proportion. To be totally honest with you, on the pitch, obviously the news broke on Wednesday that uh, Ian Barraclough has been sacked as Motherwell manager is that the right decision guys? Well to be honest um, I was a wee bit shocked by it because obviously you guys in the pod said on Monday that well Hamish you said you thought he would still be in uh, this after the game was, regardless. I was trying to find the sound clip for that I think my exact words were I think Motherwell will turn it round with Barraclough at the Aye. hill. So. But like I said to be honest the game was a shock to me because I thought he'd done well last season, in all fairness. I thought he'd done well to keep them up. Obviously, the Rangers playoff game, they were absolutely brilliant. And I think he'd done a good job in keeping them up. But at the end of the day, you're judged on results. And Motherwell are again lingering about there this season. Yeah. And they signed a few good players. But let's say I was listening to other sources the other day there. And the big... The big thing for the Motherwell fans is he's brought in far too many players. Um, I think they've got about four or five choices for strikers when they only really go one up top because McDonald more plays in the midfield role now. Um, and the Motherwell fans are annoyed that they're signing too many, too many has beens almost with David Clarkson etc. Yeah, and um, their youth, their own young players aren't getting a chance. So most of the Motherwell fans I think are happy to see the vacuum, which I was quite surprised about. But then again, I'm not a Motherwell fan. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. They started the young boy. I don't know if he's young actually, Theo Robinson up top on Tuesday night, but speaking to a few Motherwell fans after the game, they wanted Clarkson to be involved in the game. 
I think you look at their team, uh, and I, I think Motherwell should be looking for top six. I mean, the young boy uh, Dale uh, Dom Thomas, sorry, he's, he's just terrific. He's like Ryan Gold esque the way he moves. He beats men with ease. He's a real talent. You look at their their back four, and it's, it's full of players who have been there: McManus, Chalmers, players like that that have, have been there and done it. Uh, I think their keepers all right. Connor Ripley made some good saves. Um, he actually played the job of picking up a scarf that was thrown onto the pitch after the third goal on Tuesday night. It was a bit unsavoury, that. Motherwell fans really at the end of their tether with the team. But, I mean, even you touched on players like McDonald and they've got Pearson still there. I know he's got an injury, but Pearson is still there. Uh, and players like Ainsworth, um, the wingers, Ainsworth, uh, another boy, uh, Johnson, another side, Johnson's a terrific player. And you've also got Louis Moat who came off their top mm. scorer. I mean, they've got a really... Terrific team, I think, on paper, uh, and maybe they just need the right manager, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'd, I, I think because we've been talking about it recently about who they should have gone for originally, and everyone thought it was Barakov, but a strange, strange decision. Um, I think they really need to go back to basics, Motherwell. I think um, that we we know they're they're probably a strong enough side to stay in the league. I, I mean, it's going to be a tough tough few months for them coming up. Um, yeah, but I think they need to maybe look at. I mean, I understand that the backroom staff is going to be made up of oh, who was that? It was, the, it was a couple of the um, guys that have been there before. Um, Leach and that is uh, no, I don't think it was. I, I think Craigan. Yeah, is it, yeah, yeah. It's, sorry, yeah, Stephen Craigan. That's, that's who it was. Sorry, I, I forgot there. Um, yeah, and I think they need to go back to basics and just uh, I, I don't know because as you as I said, Callum, about them going in and getting four or five strike. Well, they've got four or five strikers and they only play one up front. They've they've gone in, but. But a lot of players, well, brought in a lot of players that you think, who are these guys? Mm-hmm. They're a team that should be giving youth a chance. You look at Ross County, they're doing it. Hamilton have been doing it. Um, Kamarnik have done it. You know, I mean, if that can only be good for the Scottish game, it can only be good for them if they can try and get these players in because there's a lot of these the players that are there just now. I mean, you look at McManus, yeah, he's been there, done it all, but he's aging. You know, he's he, mm-hmm. they're getting on. You know, and Pearson, Pearson's been there and he was brilliant, obviously, in his first spell. 10 years ago whatever it was but he's not the same player anymore so I think they just managerial wise they just need to stick it out they need to think about it properly because they could be they could be in the in a hole if they if they don't soon yeah I've got a raft of names for you here give us your opinions some of them are a bit ludicrous so try and contain your laughter I'll start with uh, the top candidate former Motherwell manager of course Stuart McCall is he the favourite? I don't know if he's a favourite, right, but in terms of candidate, candidate, yeah, yeah. I, I meant he was the um, first name. No. Well, that, that would be interesting if they took him back. Um, if I'm honest, uh, it would. I mean, I think he's. I think he's probably desperate to get back into management. Obviously, being just that assistant at Scotland, you you can always tell when a, when a manager's kind of keen to get back on when they mm. start featuring on sports scene or, or Sky quite mm-hmm. a lot. You know, so yeah. um, I, I think he might welcome it. Whether or not Motherwell fans would want him back or not. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was. John Watt yesterday was actually reading the Motherwell forums to see their opinions etc on who they believe should be the next manager but most of them were quite hostile towards McCall which I was quite surprised about right. a lot of them don't want him anywhere near back the club um, Hard to understand that I mean he did well with them I know because yeah. I thought it was, like, the way McCall left it was actually almost kind of admirable and that I've run out of ideas I don't want to drag you guys down yeah. with me kind of thing but Reading the forums, the Motherwell fans said the exact opposite, said when the going gets tough and McCall walked out on them, which I was really surprised about because I thought he was really highly thought of down there, to be honest. Mm. Another ex-Motherwell manager, Terry Butcher, obviously out of employment at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just rattle through these names, yeah. tell me if anything grabs your fancy. Billy Davies, Ali McCoist. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be, be foolish to go, um, it'd just be... Uh, he's, for me, anyway, McCoist isn't a... Isn't a manager. He's a coach. He's a he's he's a part of the team almost. Still, he's that first team coach that you go to that a player needs as a pal. Nice yeah, to pal yeah. with the players. That's what I was and thinking. He doesn't have that experience yet um, of of taking a club forward. I mean, yeah, did all right first couple of seasons at Rangers, but really it was a term a turmoil really from from the word mm-hmm. go. He's nailed on for Kelly anyway, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, Keith Lasley. <laughs> He is, he is in the list. Um, I've seen that myself. It's a bizarre one, to be aye. honest. Um, I think he should just focus on playing football first, man. Exactly. Well. Because exactly. going by the multiple forums as well, uh, a lot of hostility between the senior players and the team in Barakoff that mm. apparently led to his departure as well. Obviously, there's no confirmed 
uh, stuff and that I'm aware of anyway. But so it'd be interesting to see with Lasley because with Craigan as well, obviously stepping in part time, uh, well temporary basis. Um, we're saying there about Coy's to win two pal with the players, but Craigan's best mates with Lasley and the likes. You know what I mean? So you don't know whether it's a good thing you have your best pal managing you or not. You know, so you don't know if that's going to work out. Or not? Yeah, Stephen Presley, Alan Johnston, Alex McLeish, of course, out of uh, management at the moment after his, his spell in Belgium ended at the end of last season. Jim Duffy, Kenny Shields, Gary Naismith doing a good job at East Fife in League Two. Scott McDonald's down there as well. Stephen Cragen, as we talked about, Barry Ferguson. Don't mm. quite understand that. Barry Nicholson. <laughs> Didn't even realise that Barry Nicholson re- re- retired And Barry Nicholson's good old pal Jimmy Calderwood as well Of course It's an interesting one Jimmy gets linked to every job doesn't he So, so uh, guys you're um, put you in charge of Motherwell Who'd you go for? Um, I don't think it's impossible that they won't look at McCall I, uh, Terry Butcher could be a good manager for them But you yeah. see it when he came in at Hibs it in January I think it was January in and then they fell away. They were just hopeless after Christmas. So it's a tough one. I think you need someone that knows the Scottish game. Barraclough was new to the game. He'd managed in Ireland. And they think that because you have success in Ireland, you're going to have success in in Scotland. And it takes a takes a few years to do it. Um, you know, so I mean, you saw it with Tommy Wright, obviously. He was brilliant at Ireland. Took a couple of years to get into St. Johnston. Look what, so it can happen. But it just didn't work for Barraclough on this occasion. To, to be honest, um. I'm not quite sure who who they should go for. It's like it's massive. Obviously, it's a massive, massive decision, and Motherwell don't want to be chopping and changing managers every season. But there's a few names in that list that I would that I would have at Rugby Park, for example. With dis- no disrespect to Gary Locke, but Stephen Presley, I believe, would be a great appointment in yeah. terms of. But I don't think he's the right guy to come in at this this time. You know, it's not what it is totally win at all costs at the moment. Obviously, it will be come a month or two you still got a wee bit of time there but I think Presley's a guy who needs a full summer ahead of him to build his team and implement his style of play and his youth policy on Motherwell so I think he'd be a good long term appointment but for the short term I, I would shoot me for saying this but I think someday of the of the ilk of Butcher or Calderwood would get in there to just steady the ship and get it sorted for the next manager to go in mm. but I believe Presley would be a better long term appointment but I don't think it's the right time for him a name that isn't there is, of course, James Fowler at Queen of the South, although you can maybe argue he's not really proven himself this season. Similar to Jackie McNamara, maybe, in that he's lost his players and he's not quite doing it. After a good start for Queen of the South, they've fallen right off. Uh, Have you seen the, uh, the breaking news BBC gossip I've been going with? What's that? Thierry Henry. Oh, he's, uh, he's emerged. The uh, Daily Express have got it. Because, um, yeah... Yeah, but he's got a cut. He's got a role with Arsenal under twenties as well as Sky Sports. So that's uh, that's that would be an interesting one. Makes me part of lining as well. Possible. Nah, mixes freezing yeah. him into hat and Kenny Shields. But yeah. if yeah. it were to be part of lining, I believe Shields would be his assistant anyway. So oh, it could be a good team. They worked well at Kelly, of course. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If Thierry Henry applied, would they give him the job? <laughs> but no, think of the. Right, I know he's obviously an unproven manager, but think of the the kick it would give Motherwell. You'd be selling it to stadium every week. Well. I just it's not going to happen but no it would just be crazy to think I mean he's, why, why would he want to leave his, his multi-million pound deal at Sky to come work in Motherwell I will put it this way if Graham Sinners turned down the Scotland job in terms of finance for Sky then I don't know if they, uh, or he would uh, jump ship for Sky to Fort no. Park but it was funny when you were seeing the lads yesterday mm-hmm. it must have been a botch or a joke on the uh-huh. um one of these betting websites, I'm not sure if it was, I can't remember what site it was, but Raman Bajwar was tweeting about it. And Jorgen Klopp was the second favourite for the Mulbow job at 71, which is quite funny. It's out of work. Stranger things probably haven't happened. Uh, <laughs> so we'll move on to the other League Cup games. Uh, run through a couple of them quickly. I mean, we don't really need to talk about Livingston, Nil Inverness 2. We weren't at that, any of us. And from what I've heard, it was pretty simple. I mean, yeah. have, you, have you seen? I don't know what goal it was. I've, uh, not, I've not seen the highlights. The, yet, guy, no. the guy basically takes it around the keeper, or he gets lucky, takes it around the keeper, and completely flaps it on the line. He ends up putting it in, but it's quite, it's quite a funny one. Uh, elsewhere, I don't want to prolong Connor's agony too much. Ross County beat Falk at 7 0. Of course, Connor was up in Dingwall, as we mentioned earlier on in the week, and he wasn't in the best state on Wednesday, was he? No, I think he. Um, I read his match report after the game, and he, he just he, he summed up perfectly. It was a seven crosses in the box, seven 
seven goals, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy to think. Um, he said he said the only positive they could take out of it was they played okay in the twenty five for in the first twenty five minutes yeah. and it just went all well, I mean they were sitting all down at half time, so it's a very disappointing very disappointing result for them. I hope it's not gonna derail their season. It does also show how, how strong Ross County are, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah. that they've come on leaps and bounds. The fact that they've been able to destroy a team like that are, last that, year, yeah, right? that are playing they've been playing well mm. in the last year and they they are promotion candidates, you know. Yeah, terrific result for Ross County. I think we quite like Ross County in this podcast. Uh we've touched on those. Dundee United three, Dunfermline one. That was uh, a good result. They went behind early on, Dundee United, and we're all thinking real pressure on McNamara, but they showed a bit of character there, Calm. Yeah, absolutely, but obviously when I was listening to your guys' pod um, that you recorded on Monday, a few years were touting it, as, which was surely got to be the upset. I think Ross even said them fell in my favourites going into it, which they weren't, I don't think. I, 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 I don't, I'm not sure about that, because I'm sure I looked at them, but to be honest, I f- before the game I was pretty confident United would get the result, however I didn't think it would uh, take them to after extra time to get it, to be honest, but let's say it's a good result for McNamara, but I'm sure the United fans will be saying what I said um, this uh, this time a few weeks ago, they'll be papering over the cracks for them, to be honest, but it's something to build on, and you know what I mean, uh, Dunfermline have had a great start of the season under Johnson and Clark, and obviously scoring goals for fun, but the United fans will let's say it's something to build on for them I wouldn't say it's a massive result it's something to build on over 5,000 in attendance at Tannadice on Tuesday night the big game on Tuesday night though of course was at Ibrooks. I think we're all itching to talk about that one because that was probably the one of the big stories from this uh, that midweek's action Rangers you could argue maybe their, their first big big test their first test anyway against Premiership opposition under the, the guide of, of uh, Warburton as their manager, and, well, they, f- they failed, to be totally honest. I mean, they're coming out after the game. I know our, our very own Callum, who isn't on the podcast, uh, called it a, a blip, and he said hiccups are bound to happen. Uh, Warburton coming out after the game saying that uh, Rangers will learn from it, and he talked about a result last year he'd had with Brentford and kicking on for there, and they'd used it as motivation for the rest of the season. Do we think that will have a, a positive effect on Rangers, or the opposite? Uh, probably. Um, I've heard though. Um, I've. I, mean, I didn't see the whole game. Um, however, I heard it could have been a, a good few more for St. Johnson. They, they were. They were Macle- dominant. McLean's McLean's So I think. Um, he's probably. He's probably. He's saying all the right things though. I think Warburton. I think he, he's coming out and he's saying, "Look, okay." There's there's still work to be done. I think is what Rangers fans need to look at it as. I know it's like I mean the cup is just a one off. It's a it's a ninety minute match. You know, like teams are judged over the season. But I think they'll be. I, th- I think because we were all pretty much expecting them to romp it. Really, Rangers. I think based on previous results against the Premiership sides in the cups. Um, I think I think that we were all expecting our Rangers win. But no, um, they're. I mean, they're they're, they're going well in the. In the in the league, they're gonna obviously they're gonna they're gonna win that league comfortably. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But um, just shows a, a bit of work to be done at Rangers. So let's give a bit of credit to St. Johnson. No terrific, really good team. They've not quite maybe hit the the standards of last year in the league yet. But I think last week or earlier on in this week, sorry, we were tipping them for top six. Absolutely, um, St. Johnson are a side that I've got a lot of admiration for I think they're an absolutely brilliant side they as uh, seems to be the quote of the, of the podcast but they go under the radar so often you know they, they just beat who they need to beat they're, they never raise too many eyebrows they just get on with their business but obviously the Rangers game was a massive result and that uh, raised a few eyebrows clearly but credit's got to go to Tommy Wright I mean it's, the job he's done there has been absolutely fantastic and that shows uh, there's been too many failed up, uh, failed assistant managers in Scottish football because they hire the assistant manager for the sacked manager. So yeah, hiring somebody for a failed operations never got to end uh, too good. Mm. But to be honest, Lomar's done a great job. Um, done a great job at St Johnson, and Tommy Wright came in and took over, and the players wanted them, and they're absolutely brilliant. I've, like, they're so organised in yeah, that team that they're, I they're really, really like excellent. to watch. They're a team I've not really studied, but I saw them play against Motherwell, and I was just taken back by. Just how like rigid's probably not the right word because they, they can go fluid, but they're just they're so they're so organised. Organised is probably the word. I mean, and they've got terrific players as well. If you look at them, players like O'Halloran and Murray Davidson, just really really good players. I, I totally agree, and obviously McLean will score goals <laughs> minus his uh, his miss in a uh, Tuesday night. But we were talking about how well they were organised. The 
one of the only times they switched off was for the Rangers goal because yeah. they defended so well with um, Lappin Lappin playing in the midfields mm-hmm. covered them greatly because he's great with the ball at his feet anyway but he's a traditional left back I'm right in saying that so um, him and Easton were doubling up on the Rangers right hand side um, for most of the game and they were doing it well one of them was showing the player inside the other one was showing him down the line so they were always having it covered but I believe for uh, Tavernier's goal um, they were both showing him inside because Lappin was doing it and obviously Tavernier quite on taking it outside so that's the only big mistake they've made and it obviously cost them dearly but besides that their organisation's absolutely different class a terrific goal from Tavernier as well we should mention that but a disappointing night for Rangers apart from that uh, I was at Celtic Park on Wednesday night and a very comfortable one for Celtic over Wraith Rovers I thought I mean I thought Wraith were, were quite good I said before the game I didn't think it'd be really easy I thought Wraith were, were well organised Um and they, can, they had a few early chances. The boy on loan for Dundee, Craig Whiten, had a chance early on when a bit of poor Celtic defending let him in. He shot across the goal from just outside or just inside the box, and Gordon had to kind of move smartly to to block it away. Apart from that, John Daly came on in the second half, had a decent chance late on uh, when it was one 0 but kind of fluffed his fluffed his lines and put it high and wide. They were a good team, the, the uh, organised team, but. You could tell they were a championship team when you look at Wraith. I, I think they'll be fine. We know they'll be fine. They won't be down at all in the championship this season. But you can see a difference between Rangers and Hibs, or uh, sorry, Wraith and Hibs, or Wraith and even Wraith and Falkirk, something like that. There's just a bit of a difference there. Uh, and but no, in terms of Celtic, it was very much a, a game where you won't you won't remember the game at the end of the season you barely even remember that match it was very comfortable but nothing scintillating from Celtic it was a good Chris Commons goal that opened the scoring and then just a late I think it was 87 minutes a late Stefan Johansson goal where he ran through and just slid it in so it was very comfortable for Celtic but uh, a game they won't remember at all and they move on to Saturday's game against Hearts the other game on Tuesday night sorry Wednesday night was at Rugby Park where Hearts came from behind to beat Kelly. You were there, Callum? Yeah, I was so. And um, To be honest, even though I've gave Kilmarnock a, a bit of flack this season, I was actually impressed by how we played. And that's in that after a sore, sore defeat, to be honest. Um, I, th- I thought we were excellent, particularly first half. We I thought we passed ha- hearts off the, ball, eh, off the park. Sorry, um, Played some great passing football. And let's say... Josh got on the score sheet twice, two, a great header and uh, a great turn and a great finish to be honest, that reminded me of Chris Boyd in his Ooh. prime to be honest, his uh, second goal to be honest, but um, but I'm I'm really disappointed, if you're going into a game up 2-1, going into injury time, you at least expect to see it out and okay, maybe the odd time you can have a total freak and concede a late goal, but to concede two was bitterly disappointing for us. Um, and to be honest, I don't think Hearts deserve to go through. I, I think the game could have uh, merited a draw in extra time, but I don't think Hearts were the better team. I think the I'm I'm just really disappointed to be honest because we played some great stuff and it's mm. the best I've it's honestly the best I've seen us under Gary Locke and uh, we were defeated. But another worrying thing is that I might have bring up before is under Gary Locke we've yet to have a clean sheet since he was appointed in February. Um, well conceding far too many goals and every goal we conceded against Hearts was a uh, defensive error too so but it doesn't help the back four's changing week in week out Finlay goes off injured he's playing at left back and Stevie Smith comes on and I think it's uh, did Balotone play on Saturday I think he did um, so, but Balotone is still fairly new at the side yeah. as well so the defence is changing week in week out which is never going to help your defensive errors to be honest There are signs of improvement under Gary Locklow I would say I would say so in terms of style of play. I thought um, I thought we did. We played some great football, and as much as it pains me to say it, a lot of it's maybe to do with Boyd not being in the team um, because, and it's not any fault of Boyd in his own, but McGinnis gives you so much more athletic ability up front, and I'm not saying Boyd's lazy, but it's a thing that he gets stuck for. But in a commander shirt, he does a lot of tracking back, but McGinnis gives you so many different options uh, athletically and it's just his, his technique he needs to work on and you can already see that's working I mean he's been our best player in terms of well he's the man getting the goals at the moment mm. so you can't you take him out of the team come Saturday for Boyd 
And it, in terms of Hearts, it was was it your first look at Hearts this season? It was. What aye. were your thoughts on them? Were you impressed? Disappointed? I, t- I thought it looked better when they brought in uh, Juanma in the type. You know, yeah. the, 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 he he looks a real player. He looks just he always just knows where the where the goals is. But they were a dead physical team. Uh, I thought they yeah. were very physical, which I was surprised about because under Robbie Nielsen, despite Nielsen being quite a physical player himself, um, I thought Hearts were quite an attacking and passing team which obviously they showed glimpses of but the main thing that stuck out for me was their physicality I thought they were I thought they were quite a dirty team to be honest but that's just my opinion mm-hmm. Moving across the city to Hibs and a 2-0 win for Hibs on Wednesday night over at your Aberdeen side Matt you were at Easter Road disappointing one for your team Very disappointing um, I think we just didn't uh, we, I mean Hibs played their game of the frustrated Aberdeen they you know, we were, we were we didn't have a lot of chances, and that was down to Hibs. I think more than anything, I mean, we showed spe- we showed spells of promise going forward, but um, lacked a cutting edge that we've that we've had all season. You know, um, when we had the two uh, Rooney Goodwillie started together, which I was actually a bit surprised. There was a few changes from the side, but um, what didn't help is um, Shinny and uh, Flood coming off early. Um, uh, Shinny's isn't too bad, thankfully, but um, floods out for about six weeks, which is disappointing. Although he's not been playing like ninety-minute game, he's not, he's he's been in and out of the team. Um, it's it's disappointing because that's one less obviously option. Um, fair credit to Hibs, though they played they played really they played well. They they I said they frustrated us and they caught us and the. They caught us. I mean, Cummings' goal was. If he's I had a chance to see, it was a fantastic ah, it was a finish. Yeah, yeah. Finish. both goals uh, were really good, actually. Yeah, I mean, they tormented the, the, the defence for it. Um, not a lot Danny Ward could do about either of them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, and then obviously they, they came on and they caught us in the break in the last one. So um, disappointing to go out the cup because I I said it last, I said it the other day in the podcast that um, although the, the, the Premiership is obviously, we're all, as an Aberdeen fan, I'm getting all excited about the Premier League and everything. Um, but I love a cup run, mm-hmm. and I think that that is Aberdeen's realistic chance of winning silverware is through the cups, and to go out so early in the season is really frustrating. But um, I feel credit to Hibs. I've got to, I've got to give them credit for that. Yeah, um, in terms of Aberdeen, as you say, the the good start to the season, your first defeat. Uh, were you? How, how do you think things go from here? Is it just back to normal for Saturday's game against Inverness, or is there a hangover effect from that? No. I, I don't think so. I think um, I think sh- for starter, I think Shinny's also expected to make the trip, um, which is good. Um, it's also expected to be in the Scotland squad. Um, they've announced that this week. Uh, well, not announced it, but well, grows out, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. the papers are thinking that uh, Shinny's going to be in, which would be brilliant for him. In terms of Inverness, you just go again, like we've been doing. Water Tate is is normal. I feel like I'm speaking as Derek McInnes here, but this, <laughs> uh, this is how the fans see it. Is we're going to rotate as normal. Um, f- uh, players will come in. Maybe change the formation a bit. I mean, obviously, if you look at look at Sunday, we we played at um, uh, four five one or f- no, sorry, five four one because the two wing backs were mm-hmm. opting as wingers as well, which is brilliant to see. And um, and if David Goodwillie, I mean, he, he was try- he was trying again on uh, on Wednesday, and it was just a bit frustrating that he couldn't couldn't get that final uh, that final product. But yeah. um, no, I mean, he showed he showed on Sunday that he's got a bit of class. So I think that if I uh, I wouldn't go again the same. McInnes will have them up for it again. I'm sure a uh, big travel and sport. I, I believe our end sold out again for the. Yeah. I suppose that's like pretty much the fourth week in a row. There was a uh, 2,600 at the game at the Aberdeen end of a crowd of 11,000. It was so a good crowd actually. Very, looking very at good. It. I know the bottom deck was uh, sold out. I was up. I was up in the top deck with Connor, and um, there was only a handful of seats left. Really, so it's good, great to see the fans are believing that Aberdeen could do something this season. Big. Tra- uh, it's still got a hundred miles to go up to Inverness. People forget that, and um, to sell out the allocation up there again is fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. Talking about uh, Shinny, maybe getting into the Scotland squad. Who was the last Aberdeen player to be called up? I'd be Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds, oh, has been, Reynolds. Reynolds been in at the squad. Yeah, um, oh. he's never. He's not been capped. I'm sorry. I think the last cap. I think it might be Anderson. I think it might be, and that tells you. I mean, that tells you. Uh, shows how, his first, it his shows first you period. how shows you how poor Aberdeen have been over the last. Well, say not in the last few years, but over, in recent years, um, that nobody was getting into squads. Understandably, some Scotland squads have been better than than others. The Scotland squad at the moment is is one of the strongest it's ever been. So I think, yeah. but I think Shinny will add something to that um, that squad if he does get in and play. Because I mean, we all we all know that 
Strachan doesn't seem to be the biggest fan of uh, Andy Robertson at left back, so mm-hmm. that could that could be an interesting one if Shane proves himself in the training camp and all that. They might have to think about something. I I said it on the podcast in our um, after the Germany match that we that I thought Shane Shane deserved that call up. He's been he's been deserving it even before he joined Aberdeen. I That's think since well overdue, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean the fact that he captained Cali to his cup, cup victory. Yeah. Exactly, you know, um, he's he's so versatile. He's a left back, but he's been playing in the midfield. For us, can play right back, you know, can play the wings. So I think um, he'll add something to Scotland squad that that we don't have. I mean, Andy Robertson is a brilliant player. I really rate him highly. But if Strachan doesn't rate him, then you never know. Shinny might be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, BBC described Malonga's second goal. They described Malonga as world class when he scored that second goal, which I thought was quite funny. How do we see Hibs kicking on from there? It's a terrific win for them. First team to beat Aberdeen. That's a big feather in Alan Stubbs' cap and. Are we? Is there a title race at all? Saying that quietly, I have I had this conversation the other day. I think with Connor, he reckons they've already bottled it. Is there eleven points behind? I'll beat my game in hand. It's not a bottle. I would I would say it's not a bottle real from Hibs. I think it just shows you how strong Rangers it, are. It but. does. It's it's more so how how strong how strong I said Rangers are. And um, to be honest, but it's Hibs are obviously um, renowned for bottling it, as they say. You know, a, a lot of time in the big games. But I wouldn't say they get a title race, but I'd fully expect them to come up this season. I mean, they've got to. They've, I mean, they've got to come up because um, they were obviously hoping themselves probably last year that Rangers would get promoted in the playoffs because then that would kick them on to automatic uh, promotion this year. But nah, Rangers are Rangers will win that league very comfortably in my opinion. But Hibs Hibs have got to do it in the playoffs. They've got they need to do it this year. Yeah. Well, that is the all the League Cup action reviewed. The draw, I think, on Monday, which is a strange one. The English League Cup got it straight out, out of the way on Wednesday after the games. Don't understand why we can't do that, but Monday it is. We'll turn our attention now to the weekend's action in the Scottish football. And as always, there's lots and lots of stuff to get excited about. We've got, I think someone said for the third time this season, we've got all six Scottish Premiership games on Saturday at 3 o'clock, which is excellent. Starting off with the big one in terms of league positions at Celtic Park. I'll be there, Celtic against Hearts, and that that could be a real cracker. I mean, the first time they played in the league in a couple of years, played the cup, both cups last season, one at Celtic Park, one at Tynecastle. But this proper game in the league could get a crowd of forty-five, fifty thousand at Parkhead. It's, I think it's ambitious. Um, I think it's Saturday three o'clock. It sounds stupid, but uh, if the weather's good and not, uh, yeah. folk, folk are thinking Hearts, Hearts are being a good support as well. Yeah. In terms of the game, do we fancy Celtic big time for that one? Yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah, because um, as much as Hearts is Tynecastle's a tough place to go, um, but they, they've got. I'm right in saying they've got a, quite a poor record at Parkhead. I mean, I was looking at the stats the other day. They've actually not scored against Celtic. Since there was a 3-1 game It was Timo Pukki's debut Which tells you And that was the last time They scored against Celtic And that was at Tynecastle Celtic have won the last games 3-0 in the cup last year at home I think was it 4-0 at Tynecastle The game before then They had the 7-0 uh-huh. The year before 5-0 five five yeah, yeah Stuff like that So it was I mean Hearts record is really poor As I say they've not scored Since Timo Pukki's debut mm-hmm. Timo Pukki actually scored in that game I will That says a lot as well to be honest Because even even though those were bad Hearts teams in terms it was in the height of the financial restrictions, etc. Et but even when in uh, like 2010 11, when they were under Jeffries, when they were a very, very good side, and uh, they beat both Rangers and Celtic at Tynecastle that season. But yeah, their, their, yeah. their record at Parkhead, I'm sure, and at Ibrox that year, I'm sure they were getting done 4 4 5 now, which is massive for the team that stood in the league, but they were beating them at home. But it's, it's a massive game to see how good this Hearts team that we keep praising to see how good they actually are obviously I'm not expecting them to go there and win by any means but to put in a performance because obviously I mean beating their last two games right enough is it Inverness and Aberdeen last three games was it three? Hamilton as well oh it's right there you go Um, and then uh, obviously they get by us in the cup Um, so it's it's got to show how how good the team Hearts are and how good the manager Robbie Nielsen is as well in my opinion yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that one. Elsewhere on Saturday, Dundee Ross County. I think this is one of those games that you think you look at it and you just go, oh, Dundee Ross County. But it's actually, I think, a really terrific game. Dundee coming off of that big defeat at Celtic Park last week. Ross County coming off a massive win against Falkirk in midweek. 
two contrasting results there, a 6-0 and a 7-0, as I say. But Dundee, you'd probably have finishing ahead of Ross County in the table. Maybe at the start of the season anyway, maybe not so sure now. But that could be a real good one at Dens Park. Definitely. Um, definitely, I think Dundee will be looking to show their fans that last week was just a bad day at the oh, office, man. pretty much, is what you go with. And um, I'm expecting them to bounce back, but you can't you can't write off Ross County at all. I think there's going to be goals in this game. I think... Um, it's going to be a tough one on the coupon. Um, but, uh, no, all of them are yeah, this week, really. Actually. I think uh, I think Ross County will will will. I think they're going to they're going to get something there. Um, yeah. Dens Park is a tough place to go. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, yeah. but I think um, Ross County. There's no reason why they can't go and and beat them. You know, I think um, there's not a lot between the two sides. Dundee are. I still think Dundee will finish in the top six. Ross County. There's no reason to say why they can't um, quite kick on from there. You know, so. Um, big game exactly the momentum's with Ross County as yeah. they go if they yeah, if it keeps playing in their favour then you never know where they'll end up this season Inverness against Aberdeen your boys as you were talking about earlier on sold out the, the away allocation at the Tulloch uh, I don't know will there maybe be more away fans and home fans probably not possibly I think you can get you can get two and a half at Inverness yeah. uh, on the away end you might I mean they might do uh, Inverness fans actually generally turn out better for the Aberdeen game yeah um, it's a big game for them because it's not in the telly I think um, I think that'll help it's a thing with all the games on Saturday which is a big bonus yeah uh, a big good thing yeah. so thoughts on that one Inverness have started to pick a wee bit of form one in midweek did they win last week as well I'm making that up they drew with Dundee United I think yeah, 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 yeah. Drew which is a slight improvement I suppose Uh but we fancy Aberdeen to win that one and continue, go nine up. Nine in a row, yeah. We're nearly at <laughs> ten in a row. So, um, no, oh, they um, should chant that, shouldn't uh, they? No, no, we're not doing that. Um, no, I think um, I'm expecting us to go there again. It's always... Uh, Inverness games... Uh, Inverness-Aberdeen games are always quite... Like, they're good. They usually have goals in them. Um, I remember a few years ago, it was, it was the, the boxing... No, it was the game before Christmas. And, um, was that Aber- like the 3-2 game? No, it was uh, Aberdeen were 4 up at half-time. And, uh, oh, Inverness sorry, came I, and, yeah. 4-2 four four or 4-3 four finished, three. but... Um, yeah, Inverness. I think they hit the crossbar in the last minute as well. So yeah. it is tough. I mean, I, like I think the crowd will help Aberdeen. The crowd will be noisy, um, and that, that's what that's what I think the fans need to get in. Is that the player? Uh, the players. I think the players really do appreciate that. When every time mm-hmm. Aberdeen come out, I mean, you'd expect it from every team, but you always see it on like Twitter and so on. That um, like Aberdeen fans praising the S Aberdeen players praising the fans for turning out is always like big numbers. Yeah, I think that they they appreciate that and it'll help them through. Um, Expecting a, like I said, a few changes, but I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna do it. Um, if, if we could, I mean, if, if I'm here in two weeks' time and we've, I've said it, we've beaten every team in the league and we've played eleven games. I'll be delighted for that. Massive. That's massive. That that mm-hmm. that is a that must be some inspirational stuff. Like if McInnes is getting that out of them, like to say, look, mm. you've done it. Just go do it again. Like pretty much is what you have to do. So, no, um, but Inverness are Inverness are. They're, Playing okay, I think Picking they're up. they're uh, they'll be deplete. They're depleted, obviously, from the summer. We all, I always talk about the the Shinny and Marley Watkins factor yeah. of them leaving, and it's just it's massive. I, it is massive. I mean, Warren it, as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, but I'm expecting Aberdeen to go there and, and win. But said that I said that I said that against Hibs. So um, it's, it's such an unpredictable league. I think. I think that's the the good thing about it is is that the top teams can go our way and. Go mm-hmm. up to like a small a small pitch and it you know and it it, it can happen like results can happen so but I'm expecting Aberdeen to win. I expect Aberdeen as well to be honest. Um, but kind of similar to what Matt was saying in regards to Dundee, that Hartley will have them sent out to show that that was just a blip. That's exactly what McInnes will be doing about uh, Wednesday night. End of the day, Hibs are a good side, but <coughs> obviously it's like a game Aberdeen fans would have been disappointed with. But McInnes will have them fired up and go and they'll show. All guns blazing on Saturday, and I believe they'll come away quite comfortable, to be honest with them, and would be two or three, maybe. Are we expecting to see Shinny faces former club? Will he be fit? I think so. Um, McInnes did say um, it's not as serious. They were looking at it anyway, but... Um, it's quite innocuous, the way, the way it happened. It uh, seems as if he just pulled up or something. I wonder uh, if it was a hammy. It was a 50-50 um, initially, and um, I think he walked it off. Nobody really kind of... Yeah. Uh, nobody saw it until he, he just... And then the ball went, when the ball I played just went down in the deck and we're thinking, oh, hopefully it comes back. And then Connor said it was like he's he's not coming back from that. Like he limped off. Like look, it looked a sore one anyway. So I think um, it wouldn't be a bad thing if they rested him. To be honest, um, young Ryan McLaughlin in from Liverpool. Mm. I thought he had a, a cracking game against Hibs. He was I played him at right back because I mean that is his position. He moved further up the pitch later on in the game when we were chasing it, and he um, 
I thought he, he got to the byline quite a lot, so I think that'd be a, a pretty good, um, a pretty good uh, substitution if you like for him. So, but yeah, yep. Kelly at home to Hamilton. That could be quite an interesting one as well. A tough test for Kelly. However, they're going for three wins in a row in the league. Uh, it's a it's a massive game. Uh, no more so than the players will know themselves. It's a game we should be looking to win. In my opinion, let's say two two great results. Home to St Johnson away to United. So hopefully they can kick on from them and build on that. And um, let's say as it's, it's, it's a very tough game because let's say Hamilton um, have they kind of wrote them off at the start of the season, thinking well they've not really improved. They're signing Christian Nadi and all that, you know. So um, it's, it's it's a very tough game. I can't really pick a winner from it. To be honest, I, I think it will be a draw, um, but. It's a massive game for Kilmarnock, more so than Hamilton, I would mm. say. It's just one of those games that could go either way. I think it's a real tough one to call. One that's massive at the bottom of the table, managerless Motherwell at home to <laughs> bottom of the table. Partick Thistle still without a win. Partick aren't going to get a better chance to get their first win than at Fur Park on Saturday, are they? No, absolutely not. Um, I think if Partick will know that, um, Archibald, he's under pre- I think he's under pressure, but um, they need to win. And I think if you're going to play a team that are managerless, you know, this is where you have to pick up your win, like you're saying. Um, they've been a bit unlucky, but they've not really offered much. I don't think to the in terms of like the league this season. They've it's tough because they they have had some really tough games, and I mean they've played. I mean, I know obviously you play every team four team four times really, but um, no, I think they're going to be Archibald's going to have to get them up for it because he, he knows that if they don't, if they can't beat a team without a manager, a team that are under pressure, then. There's no hope for them in the league. Right on the wall, really, for yeah. them if they, yeah. if they don't get a big result on Saturday. Because I would be really obviously I know we're we're home in September, but but I'd really be sorry to see Partick Thistle go down. They're a team I I like. I like the way they try to play football. I like Archibald. I think Archibald's a good manager. But am I right in saying a lot of people are saying the problem is that they're no they've got no goals in the team? Is that what a lot of people are coming out with? That was a big thing I saw when I saw them play at Falkirk in pre-season, and immediately I looked at them and. You've got uh, uh, Chris Doolan up top who scores a, a few, but probably not enough. And then you've got players like Stevenson and uh, Lawless. Mm-hmm. For me, are good players, but they just don't score enough goals and you need to score goals. I mean, we said the same about Hamilton, so they'll probably score a few on Saturday now, Partick. But, but. That's it. Well, because what we're saying was, obviously, people are saying that they're, they're not scoring enough goals. But I look at their team and, like I say, they've got Doolan, who's a player... Um, I really like uh, I like Chris Dillon and like you say he scores goals but he's no he's not got a guarantee you ten to fifteen a season if he gets ten goals that's massive that's that's brilliant but obviously they've got the Pogba's brother <laughs> see how how good he really is but Saint Robin Muirhead as well on loan who I tipped to come good I mm. think he'll be a very good forgot player. about him actually that's a good signing and he's a player I'm really disappointed that he's still not a commander can uh, which is our own fault to be honest but. Uh, so they've got Muirhead, uh, they've got Pogba to see how good he comes, they've got Dylan, they've got Stevenson, like you said, they've got Wallace, etc. Um, they signed the uh, Australian under 33 for uh, Ryan Edwards. Um, so that boy got at least five, was it Redden? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they have made an effort to, yeah, to bring players in, so I don't know, maybe it'll turn for them. There's a bit of optimism, Partick fans. St Johnson, Dundee United, the old Tay Derby <laughs> on Saturday, I think that's always just a really attractive game. Dundee United usually bring a big support to McDermott whether they will this time in his big numbers I'm not so sure the way they're playing but then again Saturday 3 o'clock mm-hmm. we could see some good crowds this week I think we really could and uh, that one's a, another big one St Johnson off that victory at Ibrox on Tuesday night and I'd back them to, to win another game in the league I'd say so as well. I think, um, let's say, obviously you heard me <laughs> praising St. Johnson earlier on, but, and this is another big game. I mean, as you said, I mean, United, I mean, McNamara, the the fans aren't with them, and, let's say, regardless of results, as let's say I would be surprised to see McNamara here in a month's time, to be honest. I think he'll be away. I think he'll be away. But then, and I think, obviously, if St. Johnson win on Saturday, then he'll be away sooner than we think. I think he'll resign before he's sacked. Um, I, I, I personally think that. I don't think um, the board are gonna they're gonna sack him. I think that there's everyone gets this whole perception that like Matt Namara and um, Thompson are quite like their pals almost. Like so, I think that 
I, th- I think it'd be tough for them to for them to part company with him, considering that it's not all Matamara's fault. I mean, you, we 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 go back to it every week about the fact that they lost the signings when they did last year, and it, the season just went a complete capitulation last year. But um, I think the writing's on the wall for Matamara. It needs results, and he needs them now. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, for for his own sake, um, that result against them firmly will spur on their players to prove that hey, they just beat a team that are are going well in their league, you know, because it was, it was a difficult game for them. I mean, but I mean, it's, it's tough because United are, you expect them to be in and around the top four. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I said at the start of the season, they would struggle to make the top six and they're, they're going to, I think they're struggling whether or not that's where Matt we're almost in the same situation we were last week, sorry, the other day with uh, Baraclough yeah. talking about like one result is, is where he's going to be like, are we going to see him in the new year? Will he get another transfer window to bring in players? Because he had it here, and he he probably had a bit uh, a bit of funds as well. He's not really he's not really done much with it. Mm-hmm. So just give us your tips for Saturday. Then Celtic Hearts. We're all expecting Celtic to win that one. Yeah, Dundee Ross County, tough one. I'm going to go a score draw, but yeah, score draw. I think County might yeah. uh, nick it. To be honest, so I, I so fancy da. County. Yeah, I'll go County as well. I fancy Aberdeen to beat Inverness. Same here. Hope so. <laughs> Kelly Hamilton. Could go either way, as I said. Yeah. I'm going to go Kelly. I think Kelly will win that 2 1. I will. I'll, I'll go Kelly then, but I'll, I'll, I, I don't think we'll lose, to be honest. I, I don't think we'll lose. Um, I think. It's, 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 a really, it's a tough one, but I, I'm got to show a bit of positivity for a change with Kelly I'll go I'll go 1-0 Kelly no 2-1 because we're not going to keep a clean sheet <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it'll be a draw but I think because Kelly can't can keep, keep a clean sheet I think it'll be 1-1 or maybe 2-2 Mother Motherwell well, no, we're going to get a clean sheet now after I think Josh McGuinness is going to get a double again I think actually <laughs> oh. Motherwell against Partick oh that's a tough one isn't it I think Partick are going to get their first win oh yeah I think they're going to do it I was saying it just there and I think um, no better time to play a team without a manager so I'm going to say I'm gonna say two 0 Partick. Again, it's another. It's a. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's a really tough one. I, I'm not just going against the grain here, but actually, I fancy Motherwell. To be honest, <laughs> I think I honestly do. I think I think with Craig and coming in and that the after they'll be right behind them from the start and they'll be throwing their bodies about. It'll be. It'll be. It's not going to be a pretty victory anyway. It'll be. You know what I mean? Throwing their bodies in front of balls and defending a one goal lead. I think. I, I think Motherwell win one 0 I've spoke that I like this Motherwell team. I think, as you say, they'll be that kind of uh, fresh feeling with the new manager coming in. They'll be wanting to impress them. And I also don't rate Partick Thistle very highly at all. So I'll go Motherwell to win that by a couple. And the final game, as we talked about a minute ago, St. Johnson against Dundee United. 3-0 St. Johnson. 3-0 St. Johnson. Oh, that would be curtains for McNamara, surely, after that. Uh, I'm going to say 2-0 St. Johnston. I think St. Johnston won 2-0 as well. So there you go, so let's turn our attention now to the Ladbrokes Championship and the action in the Championship is a long weekend for them, talked about all oh, six games in the Premiership been on Saturday but in the Championship it's spread over three days, starts tonight on Friday night that is, uh, the reason Connor isn't in the studio is of course because he's somewhere on the train back to Bonnie Falkirk, they're at home to Queen of the South, quarter to eight kick-off, that live on BBC Alba I assume? I think so. I think uh, BBC Alba always got the Friday night game. Yeah, right? it's their, yeah. th- their package, and we'd expect Falkirk to win that. Just briefly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I expect them to come back from um, from their win, uh, from their win, from their loss against <laughs> them. I guess Ross County. I think um, Peter Houston will have it's it's similar to ah, uh, yeah, it's sim- well. similar to you know Paul Hartley Dundee. I think um, he's going to have to get them going, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think they'll come. I think they'll come good. I think he's. Um, It'll give them a right rollicking from from the other day, and I think they'll 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 win. I fancy them to win tonight. I th- win comfortably as well. We bit pressure on Rangers if they win. When it's Sunday's game, I think they bring it back to one point. Mm. No, uh, no, I think Rangers will recover on yeah. on that front anyway. Aloha Livingston bottom of the table game. We talked about Partick needing a win. Livy need a win as well. Winless seven games and six defeats. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, I fancy Aloha. For a team, I've yeah. talked Livy up all season, but I fancy Halloween. I think I said it last week, well, the other day, sorry, that Livy aren't a mile, a million miles away, but I think once that first win comes, they, they have to kick on. I mean, I know they've got, they've still got the, they're still in the, um, so the Pet Fat Training Cup, so that, I mean, I know they go to Ibrox for that, um, but that'll be a, 
that's obviously way down the road. It's a few weeks down the road. They need to pick up a win in the league, and they, they need it now because gradually teams will start. If the teams around you are beating you, they're gonna they're gonna get away from you. Yeah, uh, we're expecting Hibs to beat St Mirren, I assume. Where is it? It's Easter Road. Easter Road. It's a big one for Ian Murray, to be honest. I mean, I know obviously our mate Ross isn't. He's not too keen on Murray, to be honest, but. I think that might be the kind of game that will surprise you. You know what I mean? We Hibs are just too inconsistent. That's why they'll, they'll never, they'll not go to challenge for that league. They're just too inconsistent. It's games like this that Rangers will win. And I fancy in Murray to have them very organised. Um, obviously, one against his old clubs, you know what I mean? Obviously, he's spent a lot of his career at Easter Road. And you'd expect Hibs to win, but I wouldn't be too surprised if there's, if there's maybe a draw there. I'm not. Aloha, sorry, St Mirren could actually go into ninth place if they lose the game and Aloha win theirs, which would be a massive statement. They, mm-hmm. They'd be in that playoff place down the bottom of the table. Personally, I fancy Hibs to kick off, kick on from that win on Tuesday, Wednesday night, and I think they'll they'll beat St Mirren with a wee bit to spare as well. Uh, final game on Saturday is Wraith Rovers against Dumbarton. Wraith fresh from a two 0 defeat at Celtic Park. Will they be better for that experience? I would, th- I would think so. I think so. I mean, um, uh, I think that they, they obviously they didn't really trouble Celtic so much, but it's a case of well, going there, experience the big stadium. Although it was, it was empty. Um, th- only thirteen thousand, oh. I believe, was it Hamish? You were yeah, lowest, the lowest attendance is about, since about nineteen ninety something. Just a little bit eleven thousand at Easter Road mm. as well. So keep bringing up on you there. I, say, I said to the guy I was next to, um, I was worried there'd be more people. At Easter Road, and that'd be a big statement. Everyone would be jumping in the bandwagon. It was pretty close. Yeah, um, but um, what was the race support like? Just at the end, I didn't actually see them where I was. I, I looked across. <laughs> corner, uh, yeah. I don't know. I saw. I saw part of it from where I was sitting, and I don't know if that was the whole support or part of the support. If it was the whole support, it wasn't great. But if it was part of the support and it was went further round, I couldn't see it. It'd be really good because it was all the way around. So I, I really don't know. It was either good or poor. I don't know. <laughs> but I was at the game a couple of years ago when they brought a really good support. Uh, they've also had a home game against us and they've also got Rangers in the Cup last year and in the league last year and this year. So it's not as if they've got this real glamour thing of uh. going to the big stadiums. It's just a normal thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't bring a great support, to be honest. No, um, but no, going back going back to the game, I think um, I think, I think Rafer, I mean, in fact, I'll, I'll start at Dumbarton. I thought that I thought Dumbarton were actually quite impressive last week against them, against Rangers. They, they, they held their own for a long time. They troubled Rangers and although their goal was a penalty, you know, they, they showed that Rangers could be breached. You know, I mean, the Rangers have been thrashing teams all season and to come out there and albeit almost like glorious failure defeat, they play, they've played some good stuff. So, the Barton are a team that it's a good season if they obviously, it's a great season, sorry, if they make the playoffs or in around that. But I think, I don't think they're going to be troubled this season, um, relegation wise. They might be in the scrap for seventh and ninth, but it'll be. It really depends on how Livingston, if they actually come back into it, and you never know. St Mirren might be down there at the end of the season, but it's it's always going to be tough for them, Barton, in regards to obviously they're still part time. Yeah. Um, in terms of Saturday's game, uh, I fancy Wraith to be honest. I think obviously Ray and Darren have done an absolutely brilliant job down there. Is like they'll know the job that's at hand. I I think you'll see the best of Wraith come next season. Um, once the kind of big dogs are out of the league, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be title contenders by any means, but I think they'll be more inclined to push for the playoffs and that next year. But they'll know that themselves. They're just in just now. They'll keep away for the relegation zone. Kind of similar to Morton uh, in terms of I think they're about the same level and they'll be hoping for better things next year. Um, but like I said, the, the job that Ray and Darren's done there has been absolutely brilliant. And like I say, it's just Echo's job they've done at Breakin, uh, and that's why they got the gig there. Yeah, final game of the championship weekend on Sunday is Morton at home to Rangers. Morton fresh from that win over Motherwell. Rangers, of course, after that defeat at home to St Johnson. Speaking to a few folk at Capelo, they fancy their chances on Sunday. I don't know if I'm that sure, but I think it'll be a massive crowd at Capelo. I mean, what was it? I don't know what the crowd actually was on uh, Tuesday night, but it was it was a very good how, how crowd. Big is Capelo out of interest? How many? I know Rangers are going to take as many as the. I'd guess with well, the standing, you can always fit more in. I'd, I'd guess it's about eight, 
10,000. That's what I'd say. That's quite similar to Somerset Park in terms of with the I and let's say the standing. Um, but that well, it's interesting how we said that because I was going to query how big a support I was was going to be the game Sunday because if Capo is full, it's it's rocking. Yeah. Uh, Capo is yeah. absolutely brilliant. Like, mm-hmm. I hate going there, but I love it at the same time. It's you, you never have a fancy chance of going to Capo, but I love seeing kind of old-fashioned stadiums and when it gets going it's absolutely bouncing um, and like, well like you say you never know obviously Rangers coming off a bad defeat as well um, and obviously Morton are on a high after knocking out a Premier League team but I think Rangers are a good side this season so I'd go with Rangers I'd say Rangers should they definitely should be winning of course but you never know obviously with extraneous variables see how, how good capital the turnout is there and, uh, come Sunday yeah, uh, it's a good point you make about it being quite similar, I think, to, to Somerset Park, and I think the atmosphere will be brilliant. I think Rangers will obviously have a big support, I mean, they do it everywhere they go, but I think uh, Sunday in particular, they'll be a big home support as well, and yeah. that will definitely be a good advert, I think, if that is, well, it is on the telly, is it Sky, you've got it on Sunday? Uh, it's BT, you've got it. Is it BT? Yeah. It'll be a good one anyway. League One, just rattle through these games, Albion Rovers are at home to Stenhouse Muir, Air United against Peterhead, I know our Johnny Clark's going to that game and he's uh, reporting on that for one of the Peterhead papers, so he'll be looking forward to that one. Breakin, Cowden Beath, Dunfermline against Airdrionians could be a good one as well, and Forfar going still going quite well at the top of the table at home to Strunerard. Any games stand out for you there? Air game's probably quite a big one. Yeah, and the, Dun- the Dunfermline Air- Airdrie game yeah. sorry, yeah, um, is massive really, because um, also Dunfermline off the back of last week getting, getting beat at air um, and then having a, a pretty spirited performance against them St. Jo- uh, sorry Dundee United they'll be they'll be looking to get the win obviously there but Airdrie I tell you if they could get a result there I mean that puts some level on points and although the goal difference is massive you know you could show them that, that they're still a team that have probably gone under the radar a wee bit of the season I was reading a bit in the paper about our local team probably the burst ball team they should be air because they are our kind of local team and um, I was reading a bit about Ian McCall and he's talking about wanting to get crowds of up to 2,000 by Christmas time if the team are still playing very well which 2,000 would be a hell of a, a crowd and was also saying to Connor um, say they played them firm I don't know how the fixtures work but say they played them firm in a couple of games for the end of the season and they're both going well at the top of the league what kind of crowd do you think here could get he Connor reckoned he'd get about eight, ten thousand. Yeah, because if Dunfermline brought a big support, Dunfermline could bring two or three thousand, and they <laughs> do have that support there. If it's for a massive game like a championship I, decider or something, yeah, or a League yeah. One decider, if you know what I mean. I think. Well, I went to the game um, at the end of last year, the last home game of the season. And they had to win it really to kind of give themselves a chance of staying up because then they I remember they had to go up and I think it was four for the. Or, they were playing Brecon, and then they had to go and had to yeah. go and win it four for get yeah. something at four for, and they got the point. That obviously, they stayed up. It it really depends though because air are funny they were they were started off I look back last season they started off so so well and folk were tipping them um f- to go up you know and then the fact that they I, I don't know what happened they just lost everything uh, and they went on a horrible horrible streak that um I think it's two months without a win really so and then they find themselves in the in the in the relegation like near enough relegation playoffs so you're you're right I think eight, I think I sell it crowds. Of, is ambitious, if I'm honest. But uh, fair play to Ian McCall. I mean, he, he's trying to get things going there. That that the fans come out and support the team. I mean, I mean, I think it, it really takes for teams like in, in low, low, lower divisions to take team fans that like uh, like us really. That if they if we're not seeing our our team that week, go along and support mm-hmm. them because yeah. if that local local team and all this definitely. Stuff, he's, yeah. he's talking about playing his main four players up top Alan Troughton Alan Forrest Craig Moore and Jordan Press he's talking about playing all four of them he says it'll give him palpitations on Saturday but that'll be that's one I think to look out for anyway moving just to League 2 uh, Annan Athletic are at home to Elgin Clyde are at it's home to Berwick yeah mm-hmm. East Stirling against Arbroath East Fife travel to Montrose and the final game is Stirling Albion against Queen's Park Um some good games there as well. I mean, there's just loads of football. We talk about this every week, but there's just loads of football. So, as always in burst ball, we would uh, we would tell you to out out to a game. Where are you guys, or where, where would you guys be going if you can, uh, could choose any games? I wish I was going up to Inverness. Uh, it's about my trek from from here. Um, no, I think um, I think the I think the Tayside game. To be honest, I think Dundee United to Johnston. I mean, I know that, we've, that's the one I'd go to. Yeah. We've tipped uh, St Johnston to 
to comfortably win, but could still be a cracking cracking atmosphere. Good crowd as well. They yeah. don't need any travel in their numbers, which they they usually do to the local or is it the local the local games. Um, I think that it, it would be a pretty good advert. I mean, mm. as I said, because because none of the the Premiership games are on the telly. Um, but it's it's clear the fans should go should be going to these games. I mean, I'm gonna I, I try and try and go as many. I might I might go along to the Air United game though because um that looks a really good yeah, game. That's actually. what I, I was. Peter, Peter Head and my local team is also probably sitting away in the <laughs> uh, way fans. So. I was going to go for that. Um, let's say I agree with the the Tayside Derby probably pick them all. But in terms of local level, I would I would urge them to go out and support Air United. Go to the the Air um, Peter Head game. You know what I mean? Like I say, it's a massive game. And yeah. And let's say I'd like to credit Ian McCall for coming out and trying to encourage fans to go to the game as well. Yeah. And he's promising ambition. That's that's what you're wanting. Um. So I would I, I would I would urge people to go out if you're local and go and see Air United at Somerset Park this Saturday or Kelly. Yep. <laughs> you should be getting all the fans back to the killer. <laughs> There's loads of football near you anyway, so as always, as I say, Burst Bot listeners, get out to a game if you're not already planning, go to one, find a game, just look local games here, I guarantee there's a good game within an hour of where you live, so go to a game, and then listen to us on Monday when we review all the action, as I say, we'll be back on Monday, hopefully a slightly bigger panel, I want to thank you two for, for giving your time, not sellouts like the rest of them <laughs> enjoyed your opinions and we will be back early on next week probably Monday with more news, more talking up the Scottish game, 